1: This episode
2: of Wrestle Ramble is sponsored by our very own Almanac. The Wrestle Talk Almanac is back and bigger than ever and is the must have guide to wrestling in 2019. Where else will you find who won all of wrestling's most important tournaments, discover the real names of over a thousand wrestlers, and see the star ratings for literally thousands of matches? There's also coverage of over 250 shows from around the world. World, with star ratings, reviews, match times, outcomes and attendance figures, which will likely be inflated on Eric Bischoff and Bruce Prichard's podcasts. Not only that, but our boffins here at WrestleTalk HQ have put together win-loss statistics for every wrestler from every major promotion. So now you can be that annoying stat guy at your wrestling parties. Or maybe you can find yourself a time machine and give a copy of it to your past self so they could place a few bets and then buy a casino. I'm obviously joking. I'm not condoning betting. It's a Back to the Future Part two joke. Finally, the first 100 purchases will get a hand-signed photo of Ollie and myself, which I guess some people might think is a good thing. So, what are you waiting for? Order it now by using the links in the podcast description, or go to wrestletalk.bigcartel.com. That's wrestletalk.bigcartel.com. Support wrestletalk. Donate on
3: Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy,
4: hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast!
2: Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Cohen and I'm joined by El Fakador Laurie Blake. All right, mate. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. How's it going? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. Very well, thanks. Oh, very
3: well, a bit well, hot, thanks. actually. Just, it uh, is. Very, very warm. Today. My back is uh, like a water slide currently.
2: Oh yeah, I have. Uh, I think I'm going to have like a gross sweat uh, stain on my back. Yeah, as you can probably tell, we are recording this after the stream, as opposed to before the stream, like we usually do, because Laurie has been doing nothing but filming all day today. Yeah, he's <laughs> had a busy old day yeah. today. Um, so we're doing, we're doing this afterwards, which means we've had, like, the hour-long sweat out that is yep. doing us. And start. I
3: also recorded Screen Grapple before That's that. Right, so I've been in been here for in about an hour and a half oh, before that. Mate,
2: though. it's grossly hot in here. And then,
3: so all I've done in the in-between to cool down was eat a taggy telly. And uh, <laughs> that was hot. And so I, I came in and just, like, not an inch of me is not covered with a thin film of sweat. Oh, mate. I feel it's, bad for you, dude. It sucks in the UK when it gets like this. I know, like, other places are like get much hotter than we do. Yeah. I don't, like... It's because it gets muggy. It's so muggy. And there's no... We don't have any system of relief. We're not like Australia or America where like aircon is built into buildings. Oh, yeah. You know, I I, I go on the overground for five minutes a day. And I choose to because it's the only air-conditioned tube line. And I'm just like, oh,
2: sweet bliss. I've genuinely considered changing my route to get to work. Of getting the tube to Shepherd's Bush. Oh, getting over oh, to White City and getting the overground from there. I oh, know to Shepherd's Bush and getting the overground from there yeah, man. through to um, to Stratford. It will take me longer, mm. but I don't have to be on the central line where it is, like, so gross and
3: disgusting. So the other weekend when it got into, I think it was a month or two, it was like a month ago, when it got into the mid-30s on a Saturday, mm. I was going up to Warrington uh, with a missus to see her family. And we were just, like normally we go on a friday night we decide to go on the saturday and it was the best thing ever because i spent the hottest part of the day for about three hours on an air-conditioned train (laughs) and
2: i was just looking outside being like i'm not out there (laughs) this is so good and i i actually am one of those people that loves summer in the uk like it i i love it i love it when it's bright and sunny outside i genuinely like walking around london when it is like really hot because I just think it looks cool, and I think the the, the city can be very beautiful at times. Bit too, bit too busy, but it can be beautiful at times. Mm-hmm. And so I like it. I like being able to sit outside at a pub and have a drink. Like when we were out with Steve the other night, we got to sit outside. Oh, I, I love a summer a summer evening. Yeah, yeah. Mwah. chef's much, kiss. Much prefer that than sitting out, in, you know, inside. When it is winter and you have to, you still have your coat on because it's still cold. Uh, do you know what? Going. I quite like that. If the pub's cozy enough, if the pub's it's cozy, it's nice, like a nice yeah. roaring fire You've got to choose where you're going. That's very you're true. Yeah. So I'm a man who likes the summer months. I, my wife hates it, but I absolutely love the summer months. But at the same time, I'm one of those people that was like, it's hot though, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, it is hot. Like I'm, I'm sweating sitting here because mm-hmm. it is that hot. There's just no relief. Like I don't know how we get the
3: air out of this studio. That's, this is the
2: thing I don't no. understand. It's like I think we've tried everything. Well, the the only idea that we had, I think, it was either you or Pete that said we just need to like leave the doors open overnight to let all of yeah. the gross air that's in here. They could take
3: the air and our equipment out with them.
2: But well, that's it, yeah. We'd then just like leave Do our. Do you know door what? Open. I'm
3: fine with that, <laughs> as long as the thieves take the air as well.
2: Yeah, because there is AC in here. But it's behind the set. Yeah, it doesn't really work. doesn't really work. We turn None it of the on. S- AC in here works at all in this no. building. So, I mean, I know Ollie's not listening, but we should get... We, I, can ollie, get us a Dyson fan. i you what, everyone who's listened to this podcast, email ollie at wrestletalk.com <laughs> with the subject line, <laughs> Dyson Airblade. <laughs> <laughs> with a link to amazon.co.uk. <laughs> the Dyson Blade Link, or like any any place where you can just buy that a Dyson wonderful Blade. circular fan that cools yeah. the air and then pushes it around the room. Oh. E- everyone listening, send him that email. <laughs> but that's don't say anything else in the email. Just send him the link, oh. and we'll see what he thinks about it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be so cross. Yeah, well, hopefully,
3: hopefully. I mean, hopefully people send him the email. Hopefully, unconscious enough that like seeps into his subconscious just enough that he has to buy it uh have you got any plans for the weekend uh no actually this weekend i have zero plans um my uh, girlfriend has been marking a level exams for the last month so we have done nothing um but then we've had a few like weekends of going out and and seeing people and various family commitments and stuff so it's it's just been really busy Mm. so this is the first weekend of like no actual plans for a while and i'm really excited because i'm just excited to just tootle around Greenwich and yeah. go to the pub nice. and have a roast dinner lovely yeah. yes mate that's all I want to do this weekend Yeah. Nice. Good. go stuff. to the cinema
2: oh nice what do you think you've seen
3: uh, well I haven't seen Spider-Man yet that's true. Yeah. Uh I don't actually know what else is in the cinema really. Toy Story 4 Toy still Story, like? Story 4 yeah I'd, there's a few bits and bobs knocking around but I need to do my research
2: well, let's crack on with the show, because it is this week's NXT, and Killian Dane's only got a bloody return to beat up poor old Matt Riddle, so we're going to talk about that. Here's the show. in this match between Matt Riddle and um, Arturo... <laughs> oh, I'm going to get this wrong now. Arturo it's, Ruas. Arturo... But it's, it's not it was, Ruas though, is it? It's it like... Hua Hua Huas. Huas. Like your Al <laughs> Uh, Like, like it was war. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, the show kicked off with Matt Riddle versus Arturo Juas. Oh, man. You can just tell that we're just, like, British and white because this Mm. is a name that I'm... What was he before? Adrian Gerald. Adrian Gerald. I could do that one. Yeah. This is gonna take me a little while to do. So apologies if, apologies if we sound like morons while trying to say this man's name, but Arturo Ruas, or Huas. Uh they um my favorite thing about this match though was like as much as I really enjoyed the match, when Matt Riddle was making his entrance, he was bro fisting everyone and he went up to a guy who was not playing ball. Yeah. And he sat there with his arms folded, sat back in his chair, is like, I'm not fist bro-ing. I'm not fist bumping you, you dick. <laughs> and so Matt Riddle just went. <laughs> <Boop>. <laughs> just <laughs> fist bumped him in the chest instead. <laughs> it's amazing. I love Matt Didn't phase him in the slightest. <laughs> uh, but this was a n- new looking identity for Ruaus, Who uh, Huaus, whatever who Hua. are. Um, and he was given the name by an MMA legend of the same name by mm-hmm. all accounts. Uh, the street something. Street Fighter, Street Fighter, yeah, it was. Street Fighter Ruales, yes, given to by Ryu and Ken, and um, and actually, Morrow was he saying rang up Sagat, <laughs> dear Sagat, <laughs> dear Sagat. Can I use I don't the know why I'm saying dear on the phone? But I am. That's how I always conduct my <laughs> phone calls as if they're letters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're audio, audio letters, mm-hmm. I like to call them. Um, and yeah, Morrow was really putting this over like this is like this is not going to be a pro wrestling match. This is going to be like an MMA fight. Yeah, and it really was. It was really cool. I thought the presentation of this was fantastic. I just
3: I love the idea because like it's 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 definitely something he said before uh, Ronaldo as well about like Shayna Baszler matches for instance and stuff like that he's like you know we're, he's obviously alluded to his own MMA uh, background of calling those sorts of fights as yeah. well but to see it actually play out like an actual like there was no wrestling moves in this there was like only mat wrestling not yeah, like MMA no, wrestling there was no suplexes there was, there was not a single thing in this that was like and this is a, a normal WWE hold. match there
2: was like there was no, like, there was barely any need for pinning or anything like that. Either. No, it was, it was all very... about, like, takedowns and getting the submissions. Yeah. There was, like, a, a, a worked MMA match. It and I really, really cool. enjoyed it, yeah, yeah. because it was so different from everything else on this show. And it was so different from everything anything else that WWE put on. So mm-hmm. it was actually, like, it's kind of, like, wicked to see, really. I really, yeah. really enjoyed the presentation of it. And I did it well as well. I think they, what was so good about it was because, obviously,
3: a lot of MMA is swinging and missing. Mm. There yes. was a bunch of swings and misses. Oh, and there yeah. was about, And there was like... But then there was a genuine moment where Matt Riddle goes for this kick and just kicks him on the side... Like, puts it on the side of his face. But, like, softly enough that it's obviously not hurt him massively. But, yeah. like
2: to see actual like connection and be oh, like, yeah. oh okay like worked MMA fights are very difficult to do mm-hmm. but if you are going to do one successfully you're most likely going to get it done with Matt Riddle yeah, because he is someone yeah. who's very much bridged that gap between the two sports and has done it very well and I'm, I'm not the biggest MMA fan in the world mm-hmm. I can count on one hand the amount of fights I've seen and majority of the fights I've seen are the ones that are over very very quickly because they're the ones that are like oh you've got to check this out Yeah, like when they had like the guy just ran in and kneed that dude in the face no, a couple was, of weekends ago Amazing. or you know CM Punk yeah. d- oh, yeah. getting mullered getting absolutely mulled, getting muller cornered and uh, yeah, Ruas got like in this really sort of tough submission but then like I love that Riddle hyper extended mm. his arm to like get out of it and get an arm bar of his own and it mm-hmm. was really cool like transition yeah. stuff do you mind Randy do you mind Randy he's not breaking stuff mate um, uh, Russ has got some really good kicks on him as well because he's like a capoeira um, yeah. artist and things like that, like a fighter. In it. And it was just like, he has got some cool maneuvers. I just think he's got a really awesome presentation.
3: Well, I think considering that this match wasn't really, there was there was nothing, nothing about this match needed to happen. Mm. You know what I mean? This match wasn't furthering a story. It wasn't really doing much. But I love the fact that they just went, oh, well, let's put these two people in the ring and have them just do something... Mm weird yeah and something unusual for nxt so it wasn't just like this could have just been a riddle squash match
2: yeah totally for
3: the purposes of having the segment that came afterwards yeah but they went oh no actually let's just be clever about this and do something completely different just like test the waters for maybe a future match with matt riddle where you get him in the ring with someone else like and and he eventually has
2: his match with brock lesnar and the uh (laughs) oh man i can't wait for that and then like further down the line to that the next time the ruas comes out in front of that nxt audience Because it's the same people that are there all the time. They'll have remembered this match. And like the NXT audience watching at home will have remembered this match and be like, oh, that was the guy that had that really good Mm. match with Matt Riddle. And so even in defeat, it does put him over to a degree more than if Riddle had just gone in there and squashed Tesco's finest. But it's absolutely something also that they can, you know, this is something they
3: could... Deploy again with Kashida, yeah. Like it's it's you know you can have a Matt Riddle Kashida match that is a, an MMA match because as they said later in the show during Kashida's match he was undefeated in MMA in MMA exactly, exactly so like, yeah. There's there's a lot to come out of this yeah. from what was. A bit of setup for a later bit of story.
2: That's right, yeah. Cause Riddle like he hit a, he fired up and hit the final flash, uh his big knee strike, and then he starts like firing down fists. But the key to it was the the flash, the knee strike, essentially knocked Ruas out. They, and then they called it a TKO. Yeah. So we just started raining down these fists, and the referee was like, I've seen enough of this. You're the winner. Which is the which is the MMA finish. Exactly. Yeah. So it's so different to like as a a wrestling fan, a pro wrestling fan, it's a completely different mindset to get your head into because mm-hmm. when he I, I was like, Oh man, she's DQ'd him for not letting go yeah. but actually no, it was, he won via TKO, he won for kicking too much ass.
3: Do you think this is uh, could be like a minor resp- an NXT style response to AEW as well because mm. the idea that there's a more sports presentation in AEW, this was very much like the sports presentation of this match the only thing that was WWE was when he flips his flip flops off. You know what I mean? That was that was the only really WWE thing about it. The rest of the rest of the thing well, was yeah. very sporting. You know? Yeah, totally.
2: And it, it, that's an interesting uh, idea as well because it's uh, it's been reported at the moment that. WWE are negotiating with Fox to get NXT up onto FS1 to compete against AEW, mm-hmm. and one of the things that Paul Heyman apparently is very keen on uh, in regards of his creative direction for Raw is to make wins and losses mean something, because that's what AEW are doing, and that's what people are kind of into I love at the, at fact the moment.
3: That because AEW are doing it, not because it's worthwhile, yeah. like not because that's what people care about and people are watching it going like, I'm suspending my disbelief that they're having a fight in the first place. So There's I kind of want it
2: to mean something. Such a great line in the report. that Essentially just says that one of Heyman's big plan is for storylines to just not be dropped randomly. It's like <laughs> Whoa <laughs> Mind blowing. <laughs> well he's he's one of the greatest thinkers of his time, Paul Heyman. <laughs> Uh, but as you say, really, this was kind of all a bit of a setup because as Riddle was celebrating, a masked man jumped into the mm-hmm. ring and started killing poor Matt Riddle. And he takes off the mask to reveal himself as Killian Dane, who we've seen been doing promos for the last few weeks mm-hmm. and stuff, talking about how he's going to be coming back and how he's not forgotten the troubles of his past. And he's going to like take them out mm-hmm. on people in NXT. I and without you. he... <laughs> Sunday, bloody Sunday, <laughs> and he just starts laying waste mm-hmm. to Matt Riddle. Absolutely laying waste to him. He just he drops, so many sentons. Oh yeah, he was dropping sentons like CM Punk drop CM Punk drop pipe bombs. Mm. He was just dropping them left, right, and center, throwing them from pillar to post, and then he sets them up onto the stage and he on him through the stage. Yeah, that's cool it one. was. Bonkers, but the way it was rad.
3: Yeah, I like th- what a way to reintroduce Killian Dane as well as like. I think someone who he was always the enforcer for Sanity kind of fit that role, but never really was a character while in Sanity. If you know, what no, I mean. he was he just was, a big dude. He was a presence. Yeah, and it's interesting to see him come back and like make an impact as a singles star because he's not really. He had a very short singles run in WWE when he first came over. Yeah, it was before very, he very very before short. Where, before they replaced. Who was insanity first? There was someone else. Sawyer Fulton.
2: Yeah, and then they replaced. He's so. now in Impact as Madman Fulton. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, like, I mean, and uh, Killian Day was wearing a tool T-shirt, so instantly he's my new favourite wrestler. Yeah. That's, that's the way to get over in, in my it. books, is to wear T-shirts of bands that I like. So
3: Luke really wants a faction with Eric Rowan and Killian Day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's it.
2: Listening to cool music. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're called. Wicked cool sweet, music boys. <laughs> sweet car journeys, man. <laughs> Um, but I thought this was a great way to re-debut Killian mm-hmm. Dane to the, the NXT audience. It's great to have him back in NXT because here he will get a good run. He'll be taken very, very seriously. Yeah, and I think throwing him straight into a feud with Matt Riddle is like that's a big time push. It's a big time deal. Send
3: out your stall very early, isn't it? It's it going, really no, we is. We have we have huge aspirations for this guy. This isn't yeah. just a, this is a, a roadblock to Matt Riddle. Yeah, which is interesting as well to think that that might. You know because it always seemed like matt riddle was on the fast track to the title mm. so
2: maybe this is a we're going to put that off for a bit longer i wonder whether once the champa gargano story kind of had to get nixed right at the last hurdle mm-hmm. as well so disappointingly like right at the last hurdle um and they changed to gargano cole that kind of threw out the rest <coughs> of the plans because mm-hmm. that match was then so good that they effectively, like, they were like, well, well, let's just do that again twice over. I almost imagined that, because that was so good and it got such a good reaction, they were like, well, let's change plans even further and we'll extend out this Gargano-Cole feud into the summer. Yeah, Because the reports were, the plan originally was it was going to be Matt Riddle in the main events of TakeOver Toronto. Yeah. But this Cole Gargano thing has just, like, caught so much fire that it makes sense to go with that and go with the momentum. Absolutely, yeah. And just, like, you know, well, Riddle will get his shot eventually, but we don't need to do it now. We can do it when we get to Survivor Series weekend or even Mania weekend next year. Well, you absolutely want to have those. If you're, I
3: think if you are NXT, you want to have those stories that... Uh... Where the matches are the the sort of repetitive matches, where you can go like, but what about those three matches they had? What about those three matches they had? Because that makes you feel more like, um, like almost just like raw, like the general main roster stuff. Because you know people will talk about Cena Rock and stuff like that, or
2: Corbin uh, Rollins. Yeah, the
3: Infinite Corbin Rollins uh, feud. But I think that's that's kind of you know that is the signifier of a good feud is that you have these three or however many huge blow off matches
2: yeah I think that's kind of like the, the opposite ends of the spectrum really isn't it it's like Cole Gargano is a match that people want to see more of so mm-hmm. doing three pay-per-view main events with that match isn't a problem no but no one wants to see another Baron Corbin Rollins match yeah. so doing that three times in a row becomes like a oh, bloody hell lads. well that was a death of ideas and this was yeah. a oh we didn't we like we had so many ideas that we didn't <laughs> even consider this as a thing we could but do we more might as well ideas, do we should that? probably do more of this I don't know like so back to Gillian Dane. I thought this was a terrific re-debut of yes. him, and I think that these two will have a great match at Takeover because it's such a clash of styles. Mm. Like Riddle is this, you know, the submission based guy. He's the MMA fighter, whereas Dane is all about power and body hair. Yeah, like he's going to absolutely kill this. Poor well, just think so. about
3: the pure, the pure absorption powers of his chest hair. Oh yeah, like Riddle's going to be laying in kicks. And he's going to be like, and what? And what? Just <laughs> folding into a cushion. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, Randy Andy Datsun, who is pulling a disgusted face. I
4: don't uh, like feet and back hair. Are two of my kryptonites. So I just okay. you know. I just
2: well, there you go. If you want to attack Randy Andy Datsun, <laughs> get your feet and one back hair th- out. Have one. Have feet.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Walking down the street, Mate, I've <laughs> got feet. oh,
3: oh <laughs> <no>. <laughs> have you like? It's great <laughs> to have an anti-foot fetish. <laughs> <laughs> dig, dig, diggity, dig, diggity
2: Uh, people saying in the Super
4: Chats uh, They are saying some things So I shall read them out to you Please do. Tim Arndt says nothing But he does later But I will get to that When uh, he writes the message Jobber JJ says Dane re-debut came out of nowhere And was great
2: It was great Loved it mm.
4: Yeah um, Did you know it was, well, At what point did you Did you only know it was him When he pulled his mask off uh, Well I, I figured have it was going to be a
2: debut of sorts, otherwise they wouldn't have put him in a mask. Mm. It was either him or Cedric, and uh, I, I kind of quickly figured it wasn't him because he was winning, yeah. and, um, and then... If he'd have just pulled the mask off and gone... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the hey guys, well no, if it was Cedric, he'd have come in and got beaten up by Matt Riddle. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, I must yeah. go, look, guys, I got him. While on the floor, quiet, bleeding. <laughs> I think
4: I got him. Um,
2: um, I, so, yeah, once a, I saw a big dude in the ring, and because we've had like the teasers of a re-debut, yeah. I kind of figured it was Killian Dane. Yeah,
4: Uh, Japanese name says it's been reported that NXT isn't uh, profitable with live show attendance, no TV and high salaries with no main roster continuity. Is NXT a waste?
2: No, absolutely not. Because you're building like nxt is the best product that they put out it's the only reason that a lot of people subscribe to the network so mm. it's not a waste it's not profitable you're absolutely right it makes zero zero dollars but that's possibly why they're doing more of the loaning out people to smaller
3: shows yeah. right like there's much more of you know the, the street profit's going to evolve and being the champions uh putting on the evolve show and sending a load of guys over there they're now more involved in sending people like Kylo Riley to progress shows, but they're going to get fees from those places for the appearance. So yeah, so you, you're kind that. of now. I guess they're mo- now monetizing the rental of superstars but to I, some degree.
2: I think there's also this idea that. WWE is a business and mm-hmm. they don't want these wrestlers appearing for other they don't want them signing for other companies. Yeah. They don't want them going to New Japan or Ring of Honor or now AEW. So they just hoofed up all of the talent it was like, "Well, we'll just put them here because now they can't go anywhere." Yes. So yeah. it doesn't matter like we can put them on the main roster eventually, but the mm. key to it is they're now not with another company. Yeah. So thumbs up for us. And it's the, WWE's vault, really. Yeah, exactly. And there was a really interesting in that report about NXT possibly going to FS1, mm-hmm. they the report is so it's fascinating. It's almost brilliantly WWE, and actually it's almost brilliantly business wise, is that it doesn't matter if it doesn't be AEW in the ratings. What it matters is that it chips away their audience. Mm-hmm. Because if they even even if they get 10% of the audience that might have watched AEW, then it's a win. Because yeah. They they're not gonna make they might make a bit of money off it now because they'll get some TV rights but also key to it they're taking away people who might watch the new product and get sucked into that and become mm. a move away from being a fan of WWE into watching AEW instead mm. it's kind of a brilliant it's kind of a brilliant business move it's just it's just yeah I think NXT is
3: just in a weird place now it's not that I don't think that it was ever a waste because its entire point was to turn the school. Of WWE into a TV show, yeah, and the TV show is mostly so that people can practice being on a WWE-like product, yeah, and it just happens that it got really good, and then and the, the, takeovers the takeovers were fantastic. Yeah, exactly, uh,
2: they must make money. Um, I, well, yeah, but the thing is, like, as an annual thing, yeah, it's, it is not a profitable, but it's company. not, but it's
3: not a loss because it's part of a much wider business, like, yeah, but it's just like you know WWE Studios. I'm sure their mobile games make crazy money for oh, no reason mate, yeah we like, you know what i mean it's like
2: yeah when you've got that happening it this is fine i was gonna say when you hear those reports that like electronic arts make tens of millions of dollars per month on simpsons tapped out you're like yeah there's probably a reason why they're not making just like a proper simpsons game with no loot boxes and yeah, monetization yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that so yeah but like you know wwe studios is a a, a, a division of wwe that makes no money mm. but they keep it because it's like a prestige thing yes exactly yeah, yeah.
4: Uh, Sam, no, Tim Arnt says I heard from Dave Meltzer that Fox wants NXT um, to move on to TV on Wednesday nights to compete with AW in October as you mentioned Sam Honey says I know the Riddle push was shelved but do you think with the changes to Raw and Smackdown Riddle will lose to Dana Takeover to go up to the main roster
2: It's a I mean he's a Paul Heyman guy right like Paul yeah. Heyman would love to have him on Raw mm. but then again you know it's whether well, Vince can get on board I guess Yeah, I think it depends
3: on like really the planning as well because you've got to think you can't just keep taking guys with no plan for them like you know there's either going to have to be a swap see and swap back kind of thing now yeah. or there's you can't just go we'll have riddle as well and, and then because there's too many people to do stories with. Because yeah, exactly. they're going to suffer from the exact same problem that NXT has currently where you've got Keith Lee going, I've been here for ages, <laughs> I've been man. here for a year and I've done nothing. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, we'll have a couple more, please. Yeah, we'll
4: think. do three more and then we can do the rest later. Uh, Japanese names. Out of these four, who had the best NXT career? Sammy Callahan, CJ Parker, TM61 or James Storm?
2: It's tough because none of them did anything. But mm. I guess I'm going to go with CJ Parker because he did get on TV. Uh, on, on takeovers, rather. He had that takeover match with Kevin Owens. Um, hmm. I don't know if Callahan got a takeover match. He That's... might have done. I say TM61. Actually, yeah, they they got far in the. Um... They, had a,
3: they had a lot. They had a lot of yeah time.
2: They got far in the, the uh, Dusty one, Classic. Yeah they? yeah, they got to the finals in the Dusty Classic against yeah. AOP. So yeah, I guess man. Yeah. Uh,
4: Caleb Maldonado, who sent us. Those did yeah, The young bucks did. Yes. Uh, it says saw a tweet that asked which five wrestlers you would like to storm Area Fifty One with. Who would you guys pick and why?
2: I've not really been keeping up on the, what this is. No, but it's it's some
4: hmm. something on the internet where people. Ah. Were, it was I think it was a Facebook uh, event where people were going to storm Area Fifty One to see all the aliens that the government are hiding, uh, and hundreds of thousands of people joined it, and then it just became a thing. And now it's meme after meme after meme meme. after meme. So it's it's, it's
2: the Flat Earth Society. Mm. It's a genius idea. It was a joke that turned into a real thing. It's a wonderful genius
3: idea to storm a military facility (laughs) that may or may not be hiding advanced alien weaponry. Yeah. yeah. They've got got ways to keep you out of there that you don't even understand. It's
4: natural selection because if everyone (laughs) does it and they get blasted... If you're stupid enough to do it, then...
2: Well, in which case, to answer the question, I'm taking five of the biggest lads I can and I'm going to do Operation Human Operation Shield. Operation Human yeah. Shield. That's <laughs> yeah. a really good idea. Uh-uh.
1: I'm
3: going to do... Uh, I'm going to take Taker. Just just the Undertaker, because he yeah. can teleport. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going to teleport. I'm, us uh, in
4: there. I'm taking the Spirit Squad. Uh, Stephen McAllister says, Hey guys, it would be awesome to get a shout-out for my birthday today. I've joined the 30 Club. Keep up the great work.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, well, you know, if we could do, but... He said, it, he said it would be nice, but... No, I'm joking. <laughs> Happy bloody birthday to you. Welcome to the 30 Club as well. It's all downhill from here. But it's also lovely we meet up on Thursdays to play Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> Dig, <laughs> diggity, on with the rest of the show. Uh, after we had the Killian Dane redebut in the mm-hmm. Matt Riddle match, we've got a promo for NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff and the Raw reunion. And then the Street Profits did one of their little promo uh, segments backstage where they were talking about how the Undisputed Era think that they're a joke and yep. the Undisputed Era are running the place. But he says, nah, fam, you think we ain't serious? How come you couldn't beat us then? Mm-hmm. pointing at the belts, pointing out that they won the ladder match. They won the ladder match. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And Dawkins says that they'll still be the champs and that is undisputed. And Montez Ford, the big giffable face that he <laughs> has got, just going, <gasps> And they great. just hold it for ages. Ages. Yeah. Much really longer than that. was probably needed, but that, that made it better. Yeah.
3: I thought it was a, I thought it was a pretty weak promo before that, actually. Yeah. I think they did well, obviously they did the opposite of what they normally do, which is they let Angelo Dawkins do most of the talking. Oh, uh, says Ford. Yeah, so they should have let Ford do the majority of it. But mm. I don't know. I just prefer it when it's a bit more like they've they've definitely made it more official now. All the street profit stuff, and I preferred it when it was actually like a bit more felt like they're
2: just messing around on on the instant grams, Yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's weird that they still it's still got the Snapchat present presentation. Was oh, it but Snapchat? It, one, is it? Well, that's the. The logo, isn't it? Oh, is it? it? Yeah. Okay. It's like the ghost thing. It's the ghost um, one. But <laughs> it's, like, it's the ghost one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's that. It now always feels like proper cameras
2: all a bit too yeah, sad yeah. like, Before it just felt very organic. But I will say, because the last two Street Profits promos we've had, which were on Raw and Extreme Rules, I didn't like, and I found mm. them a bit annoying. So at least here, I didn't find them annoying. Well, at least and here I they weren't the like Street to, Profits. Yeah. Exactly, and I don't want to be that guy that doesn't like the Street Profits because they're my boys. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to have them on TV and then review it and be like, I didn't like the promo. Raw. Raw. I want to try and be positive about them. So I just I I like need this. To keep, yeah, I think you just need to keep it, like, if, if that's what we're
3: going for, just stick with that like stick with what worked with them yeah. and like have it feel like it's still them they're still like you know the point should be they're still real they've got they've won the titles but they've not changed at all yeah they've just legitimized the fact that they were always real and they continue to do their promos in the way that they did before because now it feels yeah. like they're becoming different people
2: it's an excellent point uh, last Saturday we got um, well we got footage from last Saturday a live event where Mia Yim like a dick just attacked Marina Shafir for no reason whatsoever apartment. she's a mother she <laughs> just beat her exactly she just beat her up for no reason it's just love, like, yeah. it was it was a fan I love it recorded. when he said a
3: fan recorded this on his phone he's like oh well thank god the fan had the phone in landscape <laughs> which nobody <laughs> ever does and was it.
2: just filming an, a, a building yeah. from the outside and then panned across yeah. perfectly yeah. to capture this just film where I am.
3: Oh, this weird thing's happening. Yeah, I, w- I won't help. <laughs> yeah, no. But I will make sure I capture all of the action yeah. in perfect frame. Yeah, the centre of frame at I all times. Say perfect HD
2: as well. Like Normally people would be like,
3: "Holy oh, yes, she's beating her
2: up. Yeah. Call the police. <laughs> Do something. Because, really, if you're a fan and you're at this show, you've just seen a, a woman attack another woman. Seemingly for no reason. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Me and Yim like slammed a car door and everything. I was yeah. like, all right, She mate. lock Doctor. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, calm down. Fucking hell, she hasn't done anything. Um, next up, we got more of the uh, Breakout Star. What's it called again? The Breakout Tournament. Breakout Tournament, thank you. Uh, between Bronson Reed and Dexter Loomis, who looks like a baddie from an Arnie movie. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> he looks like Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like <laughs> Bennett from Commando. And he just walks out. And he's just like this big stocky dude. He's got these gloves on. He's got a wicked tash. He's got some cool hair. And he's got these like really intense eyes. It's basically, like Dan Seven from like back in the day. Mm. And he just sort of walks the ring and he's got this very, very slow, ominous music. The commentators don't say anything. And then at the end, go like, I'm afraid of this man yeah. he's got serial killer vibes doesn't he yeah he's, uh, and I think that's kind of what they're going for with the, the naming totally oh yeah yeah Dexter completely. and
3: then Loomis it
2: was the guy who was after Michael Myers it was Michael Myers' um, uh, psychiatric it's
3: also the, uh, the guy who's having the affair in Psycho Oh that's right yes which absolutely is the yeah, guy yeah. which is what yeah, yeah. the guy in which is what it was named what yeah, yeah. Was
2: named after absolutely yeah good shout um so i, I thought it was a, a really cool presentation for him they even said we were meant to have an interview that was meant to play on screen but the production guys were so scared that they forgot to play I, it i really liked i love that i, loved that. Yeah. I thought that was such a cool little touch um and uh, Reed did get his insert promo where he said that people are often talking about Japanese strong style and British strong style, but I'm here to show Australian strong style, might mm. And they did do some strong style power stuff. Yeah. Other it, it was I thought it was as good. Yeah.
3: It's not the best match of the uh, tournament so far, but it. No, was... for
2: me that's still going to. I mean, I haven't, I didn't see the first round, but I loved uh, Grimes versus. Um, oh, what's your man? What did they change his name to? Uh, Stoke Catholic. What did they change his name to? Oh, uh. Oh, bugger. Anyway, him. We had him as a thumbnail a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I can That lad. Oh, so, Isaiah Swerve, Swerve Scott. That's the one. Yeah,
3: all that's it. old As it Strickland. That was it. Yeah. No, I like the first match.
2: Oh yeah, that's the one I haven't seen. Yeah,
3: Gaza's. It was really good.
2: Yeah, but this match was. It was okay. It was some big power moves. There was there were some neck cranks in there. And then you know they did their big spots and some suplexes, and then uh, Reed one with the uh, big splash from the top.
3: Yeah, I was really expecting a bit more lobbing stuff about mm. than there was. And yeah, I just it just maybe it just didn't meet my expectations. That's why I wasn't so into it. But it just all felt a bit like Bronson Reed was sort of doing the shtick of I'm a really big guy, but he was just doing that to another big guy, and it do- it lacks the impact of like you know he's got cool moves. Yeah. So there's a bit where like Loomis is like leaning over the ropes. And Reed runs into the ropes to ping him off. And then on the way back, as he meets him in the middle of the ring after they've both bounced off, he just clatters into yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. That would look amazing against. That's going to look incredible against ACH. So, yeah, yeah, totally. Or like someone like a bit smaller in stature who's just going to go flying. But like, it, it just. Everything lacked a bit of impact and it even though they like, sold that big back suplex that Loomis did. Mm. And they were saying, like, that's crazy. And it's like, I don't know, he just looked like he could lift him. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's just something about the sizing of the two guys. I just looked at it and I was like, it doesn't
2: seem impressive to me. It's also one of those really weird things as well. And you kind of have to have this because it's a tournament and people have to win and people have to lose. Mm. But when you debut a guy who is like, the production team are so scared to play this guy's promo because he's so intense and he's so scary. And then he just loses. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, well, he's less scary now, I yeah, guess, because I think, he's yeah. just been beaten. And I think, but
3: also to have, also to do that, and then have him with Bronson Reed, who comes out and isn't scared. Yeah. <clears throat> so like, it would have. I think you could have done a better first round match with one of the smaller guys in the tournament. Yeah. And had them. If you done with like uh, Miles. Yeah, exactly. And had him be scared. Yeah. Yeah, and which would have been less smiles. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fear for Miles. Uh, but you could have then had him start to overcome and then at the end you have smiley Jordan yeah. Miles. And then smiley, Jordan smiley Jordan Miles. Smiley Jordan Miles. And it all makes sense. But yeah, it, it's just a bit of a weird presentation to go. He's so yeah. scary. And then Bronson Reed's just like,
2: hey man. <laughs> Power slap. Yeah. <laughs> I win. Um, and Reed is going to face Cameron Grimes in the next round, which I think will be a lot of fun because like Trevor Lee is so good mm-hmm. and he'll have such a cocky arrogance about him and then come up against... This big ginormous dude. Yeah, I think I think they'll they'll probably match better. Yeah,
3: I, I think, think a, in terms of like the kind of heel that Grimes is, I think Loomis's heel persona doesn't really gel unless the other person is
2: a very specific yeah. type of face. And actually, on that, the uh, the next segment we got was Tyler Breeze having a photo shoot, and Kathy Kelly walks up, and he's like, "Let's chat and walk," and he talks about how like. You know, I've just noticed everyone here has got friends, they've got groups, mm-hmm. so I either need to adapt or... And then the Forgotten Sons walk in. And they say that Breeze is a blast from the past, this is a new NXT where actual men are. And Breeze's like, no, I'm a man, I've got a beard now. <laughs> yeah. So that was good. And then asked if Cutler was Buddy Murphy, which I thought was a really good yeah, line. Yeah, that was really funny. But the key to this, and the reason why I kind of like connect the two together, is Riker then steps up. Like he yeah. steps right up to his face and he's just like, You're treating this like a joke. and This is no joke. Mm-hmm. And I just think that he is so scary. Yeah. Because they've protected him so well. Mm-hmm. Like you remember during the ladder match stuff and like they had to like keep beating him down with a ladder to like just make him yeah, stay. Six guys. There's six yeah. guys. Like and like and uh, on the T V beforehand where all the Undisputed Era had to like proper beat him up and lock him under a ladder in order for like to they can actually do their poses. And, and he still stuff. crawled and out. And he still yeah. yeah, like so I think they've really, really protected Riker Mm -hmm. in looking like a scary dude
3: yeah I feel like they'll probably do the same thing with Loomis post this like after this match they'll take him away for a bit and then bring him back with Mm -hmm. a big like heel push that involves being terrifying and just, just mauling yeah. people but that's, and we need another one of them yeah well yeah that's <laughs> yeah. the, thing, is that's that the we, thing we really don't need another one
2: but. exactly um, Breeze says uh, that he's seen everything and he walks off kind of teasing there's more to be done with Breeze and the Forgotten Sons mm-hmm. down the line which I think I'm really up for I think it'd be really cool particularly if it's like Breeze brings back more Forgotten NXT call ups and that's like his little crew mm. of like the old school NXT guys bring a Chad Gable back or something uh, we've got a recap I of... know what it is it's, yeah. oh okay it's right. really good okay well tease uh, we've got a recap of Io Shirai from last week uh, and her awesome sort of non-promo she just looks so cool mm-hmm. um, dark-sided Io Shirai and they announced that she's gonna be facing Casey Catamaran next week mm-hmm. which I'm sure will be fun yeah it should be fun yeah is Casey that, is that, Casey
3: Catanzaro who's still yet to have a proper debut <laughs> as a singles competitor <laughs> yeah she's only been deployed to get the pop for her entrance and then
2: an angle happens. And I can't see her picking up a win over Io Shirai. I think an angle might happen. (laughs) Quite possibly. (laughs) Uh, we then got what was easily the best match of the whole league. Oh, it was so good. It was Kushida versus a returning to NXT Apollo Crews. Now, um, you'd seen this before I had, mm-hmm. and you said to me this morning, it's the best that Crews has looked in on Raw, SmackDown, and even his original NXT run. Yeah. It's really, it's really fantastic match. And I love the fact that the crowd clearly didn't know it was coming, because he got a enormous pop. Yeah. Like, when his music hits, the crowd exploded for Apollo Crews of all people yeah. but like they, they always react to the main roster guys it's like oh my god it's a big return mm-hmm. and it was a oh this was just brilliant this is great yeah
3: I, I really really enjoyed this match I just thought it was so much fun yeah and it, they, they played it really perfectly of like just playing off both the athleticism of both guys and the finish I think is one of the coolest things I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, there was some really good like Fast and Furious action early on. And I like the spot where you had um, Kushida sort of like, he like ran to the outside and sort of goaded Cruz to follow him. Mm-hmm. And then he ran back in the ring. And as Cruz got on the apron, he was already doing like a handspring yeah. kick to knock him back down. He did that a couple of times in yeah. this match. It He's really just cool. so quick. Kushida yeah. is, is crazy quick. I love, the,
3: I love the idea that they sort of, they kept putting over the idea that like Kushida is very quick. But Apollo, while a heavyweight comparative to Kushida who would be a junior heavyweight is like he is still so rapid. quick and it was only the fact that you know Kushida started working on the arm mid-match that's it yeah during what was you know quite a lucky escape really for Kushida because Apollo goes to do a sort of float over in the corner Kushida yeah.
2: steps back and then just kicks him in the arm as he's coming back down, which is a brutal-looking little spot. And Nigel was putting it over so strong, It's like, that's so he can set up the hoverboard lock later. Like, yeah. he's now going to start targeting that arm. And he didn't. He started working over the arm. Mm-hmm. Every chance he got, he could target that arm. And that then slowed Cruz down, because he was trying to like, do some moves, and his left arm would start to yeah. hurt. Well, it's the big, and
3: the big turn in the match was Cruz goes for the gorilla press. Yeah and as he lifts
2: him he just drops him drops him yeah, yeah. Oh, i was so so clever and yeah the, the finish holy heck is they're up on the top rope and they just fly into the air and land down with Kashida got him in, with an armbar it's like a spanish fly armbar
3: isn't yeah. it it was i i was looking at it because i kept like i watched the replay a few times and i was just like this is so dangerous <laughs> like because there's a point at which like in the replay you see Kashida's leg is underneath apollo mm. And, like, if he doesn't bring it out a tiny bit before the end of it, Apollo's going to crush his leg. So Apollo's going to probably break his back and crush Kashida's leg at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And it's just this perfectly done move where he lands completely split open in the perfect spot to then just bring that leg back in and lock in an armbar. Yeah. It's an amazing bit of athleticism.
2: Absolutely. Oh, it was so cool. And then Kushida rolled through that into the hoverboard lock for the win. Mm-hmm. But it was a wicked, wicked match. It was ace, Cruiser Kushida hug at the end. It's the best that Cruiser's looked in a long, mm-hmm. long time. And it's
3: easy. I think it, I think it is the best, like they said in the commentary, like, you know, Gulak was, Gulak was great. Cassius Ohno was the good debut. But this was the match like this 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 does feel like an escalation and that's exactly what this storyline should be this should be if you're telling it by the tale of the company which is that you know Smackdown's higher than NXT Raw's higher than Smackdown so we do uh Cassius Ono when he turns up Drew Gulak from 205 then we do a Smackdown guy and then we're gonna get a Raw guy hopefully Lesnar yeah oh my god I hope it's Lesnar I hope he loses Can you imagine I hope, I hope he loses the Universal title To
2: Kushida Can you imagine On an NXT taping The <laughs> pop That Lesnar would get Like if the If his music was played In the NXT In full sale Yeah Like the crowd would go Ballistic well, look at what people did For Apollo Crew I know people exactly. would, I think people would expect, It'd be like the end of Kingsman <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so cool. And I for my money, I thought Cruz looked so much better coming out of this match with a loss than he did getting a that like, roll up on Andrade on SmackDown. Yeah. Like this did so much more for him in my eyes than, than getting a win over Andrade. Well, because that was that was it was, it was cheap. A fluke. It's cheap and a fluke on yeah. SmackDown. It's it's a roll-up is surviving the
3: match. I think. Like, I know WWE keeps presenting it as like, ah, you have got the best of me. I, I don't think
2: it is. I think it feels like it always feels like survival. Yeah, I completely agree. Speaking of survival, Keith Lee's a bit despondent at the moment. It feels oh, like he's just surviving in in NXT. The poor lad. And he's just got this promo backstage where like they're asking about his tenure, and he's like, Yeah, you know, I've, I've had some stops and starts. You know, in the year that I've been here, and whew, I mean, all I heard about when I joined was these opportunities that would be at my feet, but. I feel like I've been overlooked and passed on by mm. there's eight guys in this tournament for a title shot and I didn't see that when I came in and then he starts talking about Damien Priest and he's like, he's a big guy that's just come in and maybe I need to be the one to change the narrative that's a good idea, thanks Cathy mm. and he walks away love, love, love Keith Lee I really love Keith Lee he needs I'm... more to do in NXT I hope they're not
3: just going to have him lose Damien Priest oh mate, yeah, tell me about it and then, 'Cause, cause Damien Priest has had nothing but squash matches as well since he yeah. turned up, so like it would be weird for him to lose.
2: I wonder if they're gonna do the Dijack story again. But just instead of Dijack it's with Lee this time, which they didn't get to finish because Dijack went out with the injury. Yeah. So you do like the double count out finish and then you build to a takeover match. Or, you know, on TakeOver yeah. TV, you know, the, the week after TakeOver. Yeah, I
3: just I just don't think people are that into the Damien Priest character. Not yeah, really. no. It's because like, it makes like, no so, bloody uh, sense. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. It's not as cool as Punishment Martinez. Like, we could just have him lose here and bring him back later and it would be fine. Yeah, but, but Keith Lee, really, like Keith Lee's had the promo, was it last week? Last week, yeah. Which was so good and like makes so much sense. Like, and if you're going to play off the fact that his character, did, like his thing is like, I've not really done anything since I've been in NXT because I've been given no opportunities. You have to pay off that by doing the opportunities. You can't do what the main roster does, which is go, everyone's really annoyed that Shane's here all the time. <laughs> More Shane.
2: Yeah. My worry is that Priest is going to win next week. Keith's going to take some time off to reflect, <clears throat> and he'll go to NXT UK. Oh, no. That's my worry. I'll start watching NXT UK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in the main event, Adam Cole was set to defend his NXT championship, and uh, they never announced who it was going to be against. And there's a reason for that. He came out to get a promo before the match, and he said that he's been all over the country on his Bay Bay tour. He's a true champion. And uh, he says there's been an undisputed power switch in NXT. And he announces the person that he's going to face against, which was Twan Tucker, who mm-hmm. was the lad that Gargano like let hold the title when he was there at the training school in Cleveland. In yeah. Cleveland, and then um, Cole went there to sort of like mock people. That was not last week; it was the week before. He just said, "Give up." Yeah, give up. I've bought you some pizzas. Go home and eat them. Exactly. Yeah, move out this this uh, area because it's rubbish, <laughs> and you're all big smells. And so and so Tuan comes out. And Cole says, he goes like, look, I'm out on my own. There's no Undisputed Era here. You and mm. I are just going to have a fair match. And Twan says, well, that's a shame because I didn't come alone. And yeah. Gargano's music hits the first time that we've seen him in a while. Place goes nuts. And I'm I'm actually kind of gutted we didn't get the Cole-Twan match because I, I think you could have had some fun of, like, Cole being really cocky and him getting some good, like, near falls on him.
3: Yeah, I felt like this was... I, I almost feel like the re-debut of Johnny here was done wrong. I, I, it would have been cooler, I think. You wouldn't have got the bigger pop of playing Johnny's music, but I think it would have been cooler if Tuan said, "I didn't come alone," and Johnny is already sliding into the ring. Yeah, and that, and then you can just do that camera angle of Cole stopping. Do you know for a second, what do you mean? And what do you and mean? Then Johnny's behind him. Yeah, that would have been. So much better for me.
2: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that one. I, I did think it was cool, though. I, I did really like this, and he came out and he was just pissed off, and he just came out and he just started battering this dude.
3: Because you really could, you could have also done. You could have done. Tuan says, "I didn't come alone." And the whole school surrounds him. Yeah. Like you know, there, there's a lot you could have done with this. Like more than just Papa Gargano. Yeah, and your Papa Gargano is there. Everyone's holding a pizza. <laughs> it would be great. We'll start throwing pizzas at him. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Gargano just started beating down Cole all throughout the arena. Mara and Alice said Johnny wrestling is Johnny pissed off, and the high judge goes, "It's more like Johnny bitter." <laughs> 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 so that was awesome. <laughs> and the referees come down. They pull Gargano off, and Adam Cole stands there and he pulls his like holds his title up. And Gargano just does this huge dive off the stage onto mm-hmm. Gar- onto Cole and wipes him out again. They get back into the ring. Cole tries the last shot, but uh, Gargano super kicks him, does the DIY kick, and locks in the Gargano escape. Cole's tapping out furiously. And Gargano won't let go. You got Nigel screaming, and he's like this is an outrage. This is mm-hmm. this is preposterous. Let him go." And I thought it was a really, really cool presentation of Gargano. He just he looked fired up and pissed off. I think it was
3: I think it was a good presentation from both of them. I think they both for the whole thing just did their characters, yeah, totally because like there was the point where Cole turns it around when they're in the stands and he rails Johnny against the barricade, yeah and rather than capitalize, he just tries to leave and he's just trying to get to the back as quickly as possible. Yeah. Johnny chases him down, and that allows Johnny to keep the fire going. And even when all the referees drag Johnny away, Cole gets up and still just holds the title, the title up. And I'm, like, I'm still the champion, mate. I'm still the champion, dude. Like, and that's when Johnny comes back. It's just. I just think it's really clever.
2: And uh, it wasn't announced on the show, but WWE have announced that Cole will defend the NXT Championship against Gargano at uh, the TakeOver event over SummerSlam weekend. TakeOver in Toronto. Leaving and holding up the three as well? Isn't yeah, Johnny, yeah. Johnny, yeah, Gargano said, like, I want the, th- the rubber match. And so, yeah, they've made it official. And it's, it's again, a two out of three falls match. Mm-hmm. With the stipulation that Gargano uh, will pick stipulation for one of the falls, Cole will get to pick the stipulation for another. And if it goes to a third fall... If it goes to a third fall, will. uh, William Regal will pick the last stipulation, which means it will be a uh, brass knuckle on a pole match. <laughs> yeah. That's three exactly. stages of hell, though, isn't it? Exactly, Basically. yes. Three stages it's of hell. It's going to be match. a Boston tea party. <laughs> um, so, yes, the stipulations have yet to be revealed. But I thought, overall, cool episode of NXT, bro. Yeah, it was really Loved fun. It, it, was mate. really, really
3: fun. I, uh, the only thing, I wasn't so keen on the breakout match. Nope. But it still did enough. For me, like I'm, I'm excited to still see the tournament continuing. I just think they've, they've had a sort of diminishing return since those first couple of matches. Yeah, now. totally. But the second round of it looks amazing.
2: Oh, mate, I, I, I'm, I really, really enjoyed this episode. I, mm. Like you, I thought the, the take, the, the breakout match was the, the low point of it, but. I, I like the fact that we've got a wrestler that looks like Bennett from Commando, so that's, that gets a <laughs> yeah. thumbs up from me. He looks like a Chip from Small Soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> this is what he looks like. And we've got Killian Dane's big old return. Big mm. Demo's big return. Big, big fan mate.
3: Mm.
4: Um, Ed Fries uh, says nothing, but thank you for your donation donovan garcia says you now have control of the e who's your top guy on each brand by the way just became a 25 dollars backer but i've been watching for years how can i get a name for shout outs
2: well either you can tell me in the community tab what you'd like the name to be or you'll just get a signed one by me which will be a simpsons or ghostbusters reference <laughs> if anything to go by yeah previous yeah. ones to go by the yeah or a vague yeah. song that luke knows and i and i will then enjoy singing yeah yeah so it's up to you to be honest with you Uh, to answer your question um, who would be top guys uh, they've got too much talent in in WWE to like just sit there and pick a name out at random because I'd probably say I don't know Riddle on one I don't know honestly I don't know I would have Joe definitely
3: yeah Samoa Joe's been hard done to and he would be an amazing top guy on Smackdown probably yeah Uh, I just think he's He's just got it all, and I think uh, like and you want if you want someone to chase a heel champion, Joe is the best heel champion because he's so good at talking. Yeah, and he's so like and but he feels like an actual genuine threatening presence as well.
2: And really, if I'm thinking about this from a like, business aspect, Roman's got to be one of your top guys. He's their biggest draw. Yeah, and I'd say Lesnar is another one because he's mm-hmm. like, he's a big draw. Just get him to get him to show up. Yeah, yeah.
4: FT Manny thank you for your donation Zachary Marsh says who do you want in the next May Young Classic
2: if there's going to be one uh, I don't know because like um, that's a really tough question because like WWE hoovered up pretty much all of like the, the women that were there last year including mm. the ones that no one wanted AEW are hoovering up a lot of talent as well yeah. so it's actually really difficult <laughs> to to pick now I guess I can't even think it was... WWE just kind of has
3: a load of people like yeah. I think NXT UK has such a huge Female roster, so you could use loads of people from there, like Millie McKenzie. I'd like,
2: to yeah, say. Millie McKenzie's a good show There was that, um, at Frontline, there was I oh, because I wasn't there, oh, but I believe there was uh, a, a ladies' uh, match there that was absolutely amazing. because what Pete was selling us, yeah. What was her name? Kind of was V, did it? Oh, no, I can't remember. Can't remember, remember the anyway, she yeah, was, it was
4: oh, what is her name? I don't, I can't, I mean, I don't, I wasn't there, but Charlie about, Evans, the it? quintessential diva or something like
3: that. She was the ace of eve, is her name. And then the actually, yeah, there's a, a boatload of talent you can get from Eve. Yeah.
4: yeah. Anyway, they were. That was a great match. So yeah, over those. Oh two. no,
2: Giselle Shaw. Giselle Shaw, that
4: was the one. Mm. Yeah, she was wonderful. So yeah, her. she
2: actually had a uh, NXT UK tryout recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was part of that with uh, with Session Moth. Session Gosh. Moth would be a, a great show in there.
4: Mm. She was very good. Uh, ben, bad predictor. Greenwood says, really enjoyed the MMA style match Riddle had too.
2: Yeah, it was great. Really enjoyed
4: yeah, it. It was really fun. Mr. Fritz says, thanks lads. You make my night shifts enjoyable.
2: You're very, very welcome. Thumbs and up.
4: Spikebite Gaming says, I just, just think Heyman led Raw with Cole and Riddle.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, Adam Cole's a he's a top guy anywhere. I think he should be a top guy on the main roster, particularly if he's got the era with him. Especially now they've been on Twitter having a bit of back and forth about... Yeah, with the club. With the club. I've seen a lot they of people get don't very... Don't ever tease that. Well, that's the thing. It's one of those things that people are teasing. You're like, that's oh, probably not likely going to happen, though, is but it? Don't it? Be... Yeah, and don't be mean. Like, <laughs> if, if you know it's not happening, don't be mean. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, that's... that's... Anthony
4: James says, If NXT goes to Fox Sports 1 to challenge AEW, could you see NXT blossoming into more of a top brand and actually challenge Raw and SmackDown instead of it just being a launch pad? Also El Fakidor for Prime Minister Legend.
2: I mean, I'd much rather you. To be
3: honest, I don't want it. <laughs> it is a cursed chalice. Oh, absolutely! A po- no, a lovely poisoned chalice there. Mm. delightful. But yeah. it's, the I'll who, need it Brexit, <laughs> it's the people who just threw a Brexit. Why not? The people who should not I know what I'm doing.
4: It's always the people who don't want it that thrive best,
3: though.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, but also, yeah. I don't know. Theresa May didn't want it. Yeah. And look how look how all that turned out That's for true. her. That's um, true. Anyway, on back to the question. Yeah. What was again? What could was it? NXT, if it's oh, going to be on it, TV, it, become a brand? I doubt it. I don't <laughs> think so. I don't know I mean, they, they, they wouldn't, the wouldn't let it.
4: it because they would just keep taking the fans out. There you go, that's it. Yeah. Um, what was
2: that? that? was me saying, that's I that's agree that's with you. Oh, okay. You've you never agree. seen that before. No. no.
3: You, you must be <laughs> a, <laughs> a <laughs> child. Regardium <Flory>. Leviosa. <laughs> oh, now
4: I get what you mean. Um, the Red Smith says Chad Gable versus Jack Gallagher on. It was fantastic on 205 Live.
2: It was, I've heard people write. You said it was f- good. It was
4: good. It wasn't... like I, I was expecting an amazing match, yeah. and it was, it was good.
2: I'll be honest with you. I mean, I've literally... I, finished, maybe
4: I've just got a really high standard. I just
2: finished watching Kenta versus Tanahashi mm. uh, from the G1. So, like, if it's not that... Mm. then I, I, I mm. think people are like very much pushing this match into something that it probably isn't. Mm. But it actually, And actually, I would also say, because I'm, I'm finally catching up on, on the G1 stuff that mm-hmm. I've been missing out on. So I watched Ken Tanahashi, which was absolutely brilliant. It was such a good match. Jeff Cobb versus Tomohiro Ishii. Mm-hmm. Holy heck, is that's a beefy, beefy that match. But beefy. it was awesome. And I'm not one to say this usually, but F Dave Meltzer for not liking Naito versus Toriano because that match was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. I laughed from start to end. It was so much fun. It was great. RA, thank you for your
4: donation. Colton Daly says, is The Undertaker ruining his legacy by continuing to wrestle?
2: No, I think people are going to give him the legacy regardless. Uh, He's earned the legacy.
3: I think it's uh, it's just a bit sad. It is, yeah. I think that's the the issue, and it's also
2: just because it's cynically motivated it is completely cynically motivated so I, I think he'll always have the legacy so I don't think it's going to be, ever be like tarnished or ruined but it,
3: well, it depends on how far you go I think yeah. it depends like if they if they carry on for a, another year with it then maybe
2: like that, he's think, got there's yeah. only so
3: much bandwidth I think
2: people have for watching car crashes in motion. If it had ended at um Saudi Showdown, then yeah, you'd be like, Oh god, that's a that's yeah. a glib way to end off like Michael's ending mm. off his career with that match. Like that's a glib way to end. Yeah, you've got to get but, back. But then you have like the Extreme Rules match that he had with Roman, uh, Shane and Drew mm. it was awesome. It was like one of the best matches of the night. Yeah, if he can get I think if he can get one if he can get a good
3: SummerSlam match under his belt and then retire. That would be the perfect end. Yeah, that would be that. Would, not the perfect. I was going end, to say the perfect end, end was WrestleMania when yeah, that was, that was the one where was. he got beat by Roman put all the stuff in the ring. Yeah, yeah. That, but if he could this time leave his trousers and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and everything else. Yeah, and everything else, and then that's it. Yeah, walking out with his dong hanging out. <laughs> yeah, mm. it
4: got a four star four star rating. That match because it was great. Mm. It was
3: so much fun. I, I loved it.
4: Um, Job at JJ says my recommended Formula One race this week is Germany two thousand. Christ. This isn't my fault. It is your fault. I'm Why?
2: blaming you. I'm just blaming you for it, Randy.
4: Oh, okay. All right. In that case, it's fine. Um, Joey Spade says, "Randy turned on his mic. That's good." S-word, pal. He didn't. I did. Oh, that's <laughs> because true. Randy forgot to do it. <clears throat> no, 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 no. Not today. I didn't forget to do it. You had already done it before I, t- then I you turned up. Yeah. Um, Tomo said, "No, I was actually thinking about it. Quite. I was like, <laughs> as soon as I go in, I'm going to make sure." Tomo says, "Even though I watch these streams to chat to with everyone, all I ever wanted was for everyone to." Just talk about me because one, I'm greedy for attention and two, I'm Tomo for God's sake. Don't judge me.
2: You're um, actually uh, today's bumper on uh, WrestleTalk News. Oh. Ollie, Ollie Davis' oh. first news back in a while.
4: Well, there you go. And our yeah, final... <laughs> One for today is from Nick Corvello with a very generous donation. It says, hi, Luke and Laurie. A weird hypothetical I wanted to ask you guys. Here goes. If Disney ever bought WWE, how do you think WWE would change? Canonically, Sheamus and Beaker are cousins. So there's already a foot in the door. <laughs>
2: um, do you know what? I was listening to a podcast yesterday, mm. in fact. that was talking about how um, when Disney bought uh, Marvel and Lucasfilm, That everyone on the internet was like, oh god, they're just gonna kiddify Marvel and Star Wars. It's like, I mean, they're for kids anyway. I don't know what you like. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't know what your problem is. And then it was like, but then they were like, well, I don't know, Disney have got Touchstone, you know, they had Miramax, Uh, you know, they've done. You know some more adult orientated stuff and then i've been really sad to learn that they have just kiddified it and i'm like have they though did they mm. kiddify the mcu infinity war didn't feel like a kid's film yeah, killed 50 d- percent of the population <laughs> <laughs> like yeah i don't think that like i star wars as hardly feels kiddified did you see
3: return of the jedi star wars always had a man dressed as a dog <laughs> <laughs> for like the whole thing so there was, there was a little the, bin yeah. running around a man painted gold and a
2: dog dude. (laughs) And that was like, that was for adults.
3: Uh,
4: we've had one quick one
2: in from Jobba JJ. Says, but to what? answer the question oh. of how it would change, I, I wouldn't, uh, probably not at all. But think, well, I I, think, apart from Beaker and Chambers being yeah, uh, cousins. I think,
3: they would, I, th- I think story-wise, nothing, but I think there would probably be a larger injection of uh, mm. famous talent. And there'd be WWE World at uh, Disney World. Yeah, but I think, that, I think they would probably would do a lot more sort of bringing in random celebrities every week for yeah. things. You'd
4: definitely have a few shows from Disney, di- oh, from yeah, actual yeah, Disney. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Like from, themed, from themed, Epcot. Themed matches. In that big mm. golf ball.
4: Uh, and the last one is from Jobber
2: JJ. Says, "What's wrong with Formula One? It's good S-word." Fine, I mean, that, that, it, you know what? If, never. I don't, know, don't crap on other people's opinions. Oh, and one, it's, it's just not for me, mate. One more. Bucky the Ace Ventura says, "Which
4: feud was the peak of NXT?" Oh,
2: oh that's a good question. It's hard because it's like is. I don't think it has peaked, no, but exactly, it's like yeah.
3: there's ha- there's been many amazing feuds. I don't yeah. think it's gone downhill ever. But Besides. say NXT
4: stops tomorrow, what was?
3: Yeah, like what well, oh, if, I... if it stopped tomorrow and you had to go, what was the best feud? I uh, think t- i th- Champa
4: Gargano, Gargano, Gargano. my
3: favourite feud in NXT. Yeah, in but... all WWE at the moment, in the last five years of WWE, that favourite feud. That
2: Champa Gargano trilogy last year, like mm. that is. Among, the, like, if not the best stuff, it's the, kind the of almost better that it didn't finish properly, yeah, because like, it leaves the possibility open
3: that it might come back, yeah, and we didn't get the full wrap up and have to be like, oh, what's the disappointing follow up to this, yeah, you know, you could bring Champa back now and have it have nothing to do with Gargano, and you could just be like, well, wow, there's still the potential there that they might do something with it, and they don't have to like have the
2: weird sophomore effort, yeah. <laughs> got an email in from Michael Roberts, who says Luke, Laurie, Ollie, Chopper, and you know what? I'll even say it. Hi Andy. Disgusting you told us to submit our tattoos so attached is my first and only tattoo currently the tattoo is of Rush's Permanent waves record rush is one of those bands that's always been a favorite of mine growing up and has been a big influence on me as a musician the tattoo was done in one sitting of eight hours only little breaks here And there apologize for the angle because it's hard to take a picture of your right arm when you're right-handed Also because of the debate is always fun. Do you guys shave your tattoos? I normally wouldn't since the tattoo is of a woman, but I feel so I feel awkward when uh, she has a legs are a bit hairy Anyway, love this show As always, keep up the awesome job. Thank you, guys. That's from Michael. So here's the tattoo. That's cool. Yeah, that's wicked. Bit of Rush, love a bit of Rush. I'm actually really mad into Rush at the moment. I've been listening to 2012 a lot and Moving Pictures. So off the back of that email, I'm going to get uh, Permanent Waves downloaded on Spotify, and I'm going to listen to that on the way home today. Very nice. Do you shave your tattoos? I um like the one on my arm. I don't have any hairs on my upper arm, so that's okay. Um, and I think the one on my chest is sort of like quite strategically placed that it's not really amongst where my chest hair is. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't really affect it. The only one I had to get part of my arm shaved for this. And I was wondering whether I'm going to need to shave the one on my wrist, whether I'm going to need to shave it. But I don't think it's, my hair is thick enough to, to kind of warrant it. So I think I'm okay. Yeah, I'm quite fair-haired, so mm. I'm sort of all right. I shave the top
3: of my arms because it's thicker, darker hair. Yeah. So I just shave that anyway, but... Yeah, everything else is all in positions with fair hair, like so they come out quite clear anyway. Yeah. I imagine the situation would be very different if I decided to ever get my chest tattooed, yeah. which would sign me up for a lifetime of waxing oh, yeah, that totally I don't yeah. want to be involved in.
2: Like if you were Ollie Davis as well, like, and you had like, a, a tattoo on his very hairy arms. Yes. Like, he'd probably have to keep shaving a little patch of it because he gets, like, cause he's gets he got like Robin Williams like arms, where it's, yeah. just, like, it's nothing but
3: hair. Yeah, well, he should think about getting a tattoo that, ref- like, that works with the hair. So like you know, of a bear or yeah, something. And yep. then you could shave then you could shave around the tattoo. Mm. A or completely t- like a completely different avant garde <laughs> take on it. It's like build the hair into the tattoo
2: and, and yeah, shave to, around it. To build off from our chat earlier, get a tattoo of Chewbacca. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That dog from Star Wars. The dog from Star Wars. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, let's get out of this stupidly hot studio. I don't think we've got any other uh, emails to get through. So please do get your emails in. uh, Luke at WrestleTalk.com with your sort of general chit-chat. Your get-betters, your jokes and whatnot, and your Rusev Hayes. Uh, But we're going to call it a day there. Ollie and I will be back on Saturday for the magazine show. I don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but I'm sure we'll figure something out. Uh, But until then, take care. I love you. Goodbye.